Hi, I'm Ben Felder with The Frontier, and when we transitioned our daily COVID-19 in Oklahoma podcast to a weekly episode, I told you we would drop new episodes during the week if news warranted. Well, on Wednesday, Governor Kevin Stitt announced his plan to reopen the state, believing the trends were headed in the right direction when it came to the coronavirus pandemic. That sounded pretty important to us. So the Frontier's Cassie McClung joined me to discuss Stitt's plan, its implications, and the major questions that remain. Here's an emergency episode of COVID-19 in Oklahoma, recorded on the afternoon of Wednesday, April 22nd. Well, hey, Cassie, how's it going? It's going well. How are you, Ben? I'm good. We've been off the pod daily podcast for a few days. Um, said we would do one in between our weekly episodes if the news of the day warranted. And I think today's news of the day uh, warranted uh, yeah. another podcast. Yeah, definitely. We had a big news day um, with the governor and his task force kind of rolling out his plan to start reopening the state's economy. Yeah. And so he announced it at a press conference today at the Capitol. And one thing that was interesting about that was the press conference was open to reporters and they weren't going to do the Zoom uh, press conference that they've done in which you can ask questions remotely. So right off the bat, that kind of indicated that the governor and his team kind of feel like things are trending in the right direction where they mm-hmm. it was safe to have, uh, you know, kind of a group of people together for a normal press conference. And in fact, we heard from the governor that he was going to start a phased in approach to reopening businesses. Now, still a lot of questions. What does that mean for cities that have mm-hmm. uh, stricter guidelines? And, you know, what are we going to see in a couple of weeks if the trends change? But before we get on into all that, what, what did the governor announce today? So today during the press conference, the governor and members of his, I guess, COVID-19 response task force announced the state was taking initial steps to reopen the state's economy, and that's going to be rolled out in three phases. But so the first phase really starts May 1st. But starting Friday, the governor said that personal care businesses like tattoo parlors, spas, nail salons, hair salons can start opening by appointment only. But um, the mayors of Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and Norman have already said that they're going to keep businesses shuttered till at least um, April 30th. So you won't see any of those business businesses open in those cities. Um, but going back to his three-phase plan, so the first phase of the plan, um, like I said, starting on May 1st, um, it, it will allow restaurant, dining rooms, gyms, movie theaters, sporting venues and uh, places of worship to open, but only with strict social distancing protocols and strict sanitation protocols and um, bars will remain closed. So during that time, uh, the governor's safer at home order will still be in effect. And that order has vulnerable populations such as those over 65 or those who might have other underlying health conditions that might make them more, I guess, vulnerable to the virus to stay home. Um, So that phase will go for at least two weeks. And what the state is looking to to go to phase two is they're looking at cases, new infections, and hospitalizations to stay at um, what they said was a manageable rate for 14 consecutive days. 
So if that can continue for 14 consecutive days, then the state's going to go into phase two. A couple interesting things to note. So first off, right off the bat on Friday, mm-hmm. uh, those personal care businesses can open. But uh, like you said, some of the biggest cities in the state have already said that's not going to fly in their mm-hmm. jurisdiction. So right out of the gate, we see you know, a disagreement, so to speak, between well, a disagreement between between the governor and mayors like Mayor Bynum, Holt and, and Clark and Norman. And so that's that's interesting. One. Um, and, and then two, uh, you talked about the the manageable manageable levels of hospitalization. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was at the press conference. I actually asked a couple questions about this. Uh, so, you know, I'll give my thoughts here in a second. Yeah. But what do you interpret that to mean? What does that mean? Manageable hospitalizations? Well. So. They didn't lay out a specific parameter, and they might have one, but I'm just assuming that means below the hospital's system's capacity and below, I guess, the testing capacity that we have. And and what is that capacity? So there's some conversation about that today. I know the state has expanded its capacity quite a bit. Um, I know the White House, I think it was earlier this week or last week, said that the state was still in the bottom four in the U.S. for its testing capacity. But right now, um, the maximum capacity in the state is about 13,500. And the state has tested um, more than, I think it was around 45,000 uh, specimens. So they, the state's been saying continuously that it has the ability to test more people than it's testing right now. Yeah. What about the hospitalization capacity? Yeah, so, and I don't know this off the top of my head, but I think as of today, I think, or last evening, yesterday evening when the numbers were last reported, there were 298 people hospitalized who either had COVID-19 or being treated for COVID-like symptoms. And I think the governor said today, and you might remember better than I do, but he said there was like five to 10 times more bed space available than what we were using right now. Yeah. And the question that I asked was because the governor in his initial statement said, hey, mm-hmm. hey we're going to take this phased in approach. But if the trends change, his quote, yeah. we're going to we're going to pull back. And so I I'd asked, you know, what does pullback mean? And he actually deferred to Secretary Lawfridge, mm-hmm. who said that, as you already mentioned, that it, hospitalization numbers have to be at a manageable level. And so my follow-up to him was, so if we see hospitalizations increase, because we have seen them decrease in recent days, okay. if we see them increase, could you still see foresee a scenario where the phases continue, we're continuing to open businesses? Mm-hmm. And he said yes. So um, I, I don't know how much they would have to increase. I mean, but if if we're at 14 days and they're ready to open up businesses, from what I heard from them was if, if we are seeing the line go up in hospitalizations – as long as the state feels like it still has the capacity to handle those new cases, it's going to move forward with its reopening plan. Right. And at the same time, uh, the governor said a couple of times that the state would pull back on some of these phases if they did see those numbers increase. But we still don't know, kind of, like you said, where that point is. So that's something we might have to look at more in the next coming days. Yeah. And and there are some, I mean, kind of depending on how you look at it, there are some graphs, and they shared their own graphs when you look mm-hmm. at cases and hospitalizations and deaths that seem to be trending in the right direction, right? Right. So I, I think I keep a graph, too, and I think ours is the same, uh, mine in the States. But 
So, yeah, the state, it looks like they hit a peak in hospitalizations on March 31st, and there were 562 people hospitalized. And yesterday, um, which was April 21st, there were 298. So it does look like that number has been trending down. And I'm just going to touch on deaths a little bit because we didn't really hear a lot about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of today, there were 170 deaths in the state. And I talked about this a little bit last time we spoke, but it's been kind of hard for the public to keep track of when those deaths are actually happening. Yeah. So we know that um, the health department recently started adding notes to their daily reports where, you know, they report the number of new cases, the number of new deaths, that just because a death was reported in a certain time frame doesn't mean it occurred in a certain, in that time frame. So, and I won't go too much into this because there's not a lot of visuals I can give over the podcast, but um, the health department did send me some data on that um, just because they've had to go back and amend data on deaths. And they didn't have data going past April 15th to give me. So I don't really know what the trend has looked like for the last week. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I think one big question I have is if, if it's a week or two later and, you know, let's say hospitalizations have continued to trend down, but over the course of four days or five days, you know, they're increasing by maybe 50 a day. Mm-hmm. So we still haven't hit a level in which the state says it doesn't have that it's run out of hospital beds. But it still seems to be trending in a way where you're where we feel like we have not necessarily hit that peak or at least there's a second wave. Mm-hmm. And at least according to the governor and his team today, that's not going to sound the alarm that they need to pull back on the on the phased in reopenings but as long as they feel like they have you know enough beds that's what we're going to do and I, I guess i just had not really seen that as a explanation anywhere else and granted i'm not an expert on what every state is doing mm-hmm. but so much we've heard of like, hitting that peak and when we get to the other side of that peak and and we start to see trends going down but but they're really not basing it on trends they're, they're basing it on like the actual numbers of hospitalizations and beds. Right. Which, you know, I guess we haven't gotten to really see how other states are kind of working on reopening because I think Oklahoma is one of the first. I know Texas has worked on some things, but yeah, I, I'm curious because I know, you know, we're looking at the number of hospital beds available, but if we have those beds half full, are we going to maybe start pulling back or I, I think that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you wrote in the story on Wednesday that, you know, there's one, the IHME model, which has been looked at quite a bit, mm-hmm. has said that there are some states that might be able to ease re- social distancing restrictions by May 4th. But Oklahoma wasn't it wasn't one of them. In fact, Oklahoma was said, according to their model, should hold off until mid-June. Right. And I know that the IHME model has changed a lot. It's gotten a lot of criticism but it seems like the state was really depending on the IHME model for a while early on. I know the state um, experts with the state at some point made its own model, but I think what I heard last is that they're in the process of redoing that model with new data. So I'm not sure what data they're relying on or whether expecting another peak or a surge or whether they kind of think it's all, you know, downward from here as far as the infection rates go. Yeah. And and just to go back again, I mean, 
this all could well not all but a large chunk of this could be moot on the governor's part because of oklahoma city and tulsa and some other larger cities continue mm-hmm. with their restrictions you know it's not going to really matter what the governor has done unless he wants to challenge that legally and i i don't know you know i'm not an expert in this law but it mm-hmm. but so far the cities can take further restrictions and the governor did mention in his presser that you know all this is contingent where you live if depending on what the what your municipality has has done and I will say that that Mayor Holt and I imagine Mayor Bynum has the same opinion because they're usually on the same page on this. But Mayor Holt of Oklahoma City said that so far the city feels like they're willing to kind of go along with what the governor said, except for mm-hmm. the Friday opening of personal care businesses. But when it comes to that that early May date of reopening restaurants and churches, that they're willing to kind of go along right now and see what the data says, but they still reserve the right to make their own decisions. Right. And the governor during his news conference said that he thinks mayors across the state were on the same page as he was with that plan. And I saw Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum put out a statement right after the press conference saying that, you know, he appreciates the opportunity to open some businesses on Friday, but he wasn't going to do that. And he hasn't really made any decisions yet going forward past April 30th, because uh, I think he said he was meeting with some advisors um, to try to, I guess, map where the next step is. Yeah. You know, Holt and Bynum have not been too critical publicly of, of the governor. Mm-mm. Privately, that's a different story. I mean, that, that's a fact. I mean, based on, on, on hearing from, from many sources on this, and I'm not saying that they're, you know, at this huge tug of war, but I, I think the, the mayors have, have disagreed in some on some key points. And I think we're instrumental in getting the governor to say, okay, I'm going to close down businesses in counties that had cases because I think the mayor saw that if he did that at least, then we know that within a week or two, we're it's going to essentially be statewide because this thing mm-hmm. is growing, is growing so quickly. And of course, you know, for Oklahoma city and Tulsa, it, it's important what the rest of the state does because both those cities see a high amount of traffic in and out from other areas. It, it doesn't do you much good to close down your businesses in Oklahoma city if people are driving in from Yukon and and bringing the virus in, I mean, you kind of need this right. this regional regional approach to it. You know, another thing that I think is interesting, and I think our colleague Cliff had kind of added this part to the story, mm-hmm. was that uh, the Secretary of Commerce and Workforce Development, Sean Copeland, had had said that there was quote this healthy tug of war among Stitt's advisors between those who want businesses opened immediately and health experts who want to wait, and Stitt was joined by. Chad Warmington, who's the president of the state chamber, yeah. at his presser today, and I guess I, I get that, and I'm I'm really I'm not trying to inject an opinion here. I'm just kind of talking through this, but I totally get mm-hmm. as a governor, you want people on on all sides of the issue and your advisors, and they give your opinion, and oftentimes it makes the most sense to kind of find a place in the middle from where mm-hmm. where your advisors are coming on, but I don't, you know, when you're talking about a pandemic, I don't know that business leaders hold the same weight as health officials. Right. Not to say that you shouldn't take into consideration the impact of the economy. I, I think you should. But I just wonder how much weight is being given to each side or how and how much of this is a meeting in the middle. Are Secretary mm-hmm. Lawfridge and Dr. Shrum truly on board with this plan or is this kind of the compromise between them and, say, the state chamber? And I guess we, we don't know that answer, yeah. but we just know, we know there's some disagreements between them based on, on our reporting. Right. And that's something I've been thinking of, too, how on board, you know, um, the rest of his task force is, because we know, obviously, that the business side, though they're not health experts, have a big stake in how the state handles this pandemic. But 
I am curious is, and you might know this, but who all is on the task force that made this plan? I think it was called the Bounce Back Task Force. Have you heard anything on that front? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would have brought a list if I <laughs> had been smart enough to, to prepare to answer <laughs> oh, it. That's okay. um, but but it, it is mixed. It is made of a mixture of, of health officials and, and business leaders. And, and so I, I do think it it really has is kind mm-hmm. of a, a diverse and I don't you know I'm not necessarily speaking like ethnically or genderly necessarily or yeah. gender wise but eth- diverse in terms of perspectives and point of views, and okay. and don't get me wrong like I I'm not I'm not discounting the economic uh, perspective here, and mm-hmm. and I get that for myself I'll just at least speak for myself that you know. Um, despite the fact that I work in journalism and that my wife works in oil and gas, our jobs appear to be pretty safe, which is right. kind of kind of hard to say, but it, but it, but I think it's true. And you know, financially, we're in a good position; mm-hmm. I, we'll be okay. And so I get that my perspective is not the same as the small business owner who is desperate to get back open. Right. And and I realize that the small business owner owner may be willing to take on a little bit of a risk that I don't yeah. want to take because of the different situation. So I can I can definitely appreciate that. And I can appreciate the fact that the governor is hearing from those people. I mean, we have seen the the push to reopen businesses intensify, especially from uh, you know these these protests that are happening across the country that you know that are that are really being organized from his base, right? I mean, these are conservative groups mm-hmm. that are doing this, and this is this is Stitt's base that is is pleading with him to to reopen businesses. Right, and like you said, you know, I do. I guess I can appreciate the criticism um, that I guess I, I appreciate the criticism from the economic side, just because like you said, there are so many people who are losing their livelihoods um, from this and I'm sure they are desperate, but going back kind of to the medical side, I haven't heard a lot of criticism on the economic side uh, following the governor's announcement of this plan, but I have heard quite a bit of criticism on the medical side. Um, the Oklahoma state medical association president actually released a statement right after Stitt's announcement saying that they're concerned that it's too soon to open the state and that the state's still seeing an ongoing growth in the number of cases, hospitaliz- hospitalizations, and deaths in just the past week. So it kind of goes against some of the um, stats the governor was laying out today at his news conference. Yeah. And this has become an increasingly a partisan issue. Uh, mm-hmm. House Democrats immediately responded. Uh, uh, Minority Leader Emily Virgin of Norman had, had put out a statement disagreeing with Stitt and, and said that she believes that more data should be taken into consideration beyond just just hospitalization. So, and that's you know in normal political times that's not a surprise. A governor goes one way, or Democrats go the other. Right. So we maybe are starting to lose a little bit of that. I don't want to say it's been a kumbaya you know, time at the Capitol, but even Republican legislators said we're pretty adamant that, you know, we need to close down. This is the right step to take. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a Trey Savage of Nondoc asked a couple times about the Capitol reopening when restaurants yeah. and other establishments are, and we didn't get a clear answer from the governor. Um, of course, we have seen in the past that the Capitol sometimes wants to make itself immune to some things like mm-hmm. open carry. Um, so it may be that legislators are will say, hey, I, I'm okay with churches meeting and restaurants meeting, but I don't want the public coming into the Capitol just yet, um, which uh-huh. would be kind of a telltale sign of, of how serious they still think it, of an issue it is. Right. You know, if they're worried, and I'm not saying this is true, but if they're worried, should I be worried about being around people too? Yes. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I've talked about this before, however we reopen or however we phase back into public life, I think it's it's going to be under some kind of cloud of this virus is still around. 
and mm-hmm. you know whether or not we're all wearing masks still or um, still avoiding large crowds. I mean, there is at some point there is somewhat of a risk factor, right? I mean, we're going to have mm-hmm. to uh, assume some risk. It's just a, a matter of how much we want we want to do, and uh, and it seems like the state is uh, barreling away or barreling towards reopening in some significant ways here in a couple of weeks. Right. And I don't really know what to expect. Um, You know, like you said, you know, I guess on the medical side, a lot of people are saying it's too soon, wait until at least June. But I guess on the other side, people are saying, you know, when is it going to be safe to open? Because we know even in June, and I'm not saying we shouldn't wait till June. I'm just saying that that's like you said, there's going to be risk either way of coming into contact with this virus in some way. Yeah. And I know in talking, and I think I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, but, you know, I know in talking with some people around the governor that, you know, when he's looking at the economy, he's also asked about, like, well, what's the health implications of a continued mm-hmm. stall of the economy? I mean, are suicide rates going to go up? Is hunger right. going to go up? And, and, you know, some may cast that as he's just looking for a medical excuse to reopen. OK, maybe. But but those are real factors. I mean, those, Definitely. Are, real, those, those are real things to consider. So it, it isn't just health versus the economy. I mean, there is mm-hmm. a health aspect to the economy in some ways. But uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it is going to be interesting if we continue to see that public divide between the business community and, and, and the health community. Right, definitely. And I have a feeling it's going to be, you know, it's continued, it's been political. I have a feeling it's going to continue to be political and maybe get more political. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also curious to see how mayors of Tulsa and Oklahoma City, like mm-hmm. you said, work past April 30th. Are they going to extend their orders or are they going to maybe follow uh, the governor's guidelines a little bit? Yeah. And, and, you know, if we see some breakouts, uh, I mean, I think even whenever it is safe to open businesses, mm-hmm. I, I think we're still going to see some, you know, we're gonna, we'll still, still see some continued cases and we'll probably see some clustered cases. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that's, that's enough to just cl- reclose everything down, but, but what will state leaders and city leaders do if we do reopen and let's say a, a prominent church sees an outbreak of cases, you know, because they gathered with six or 700 people, or, you know, let's say that a certain community or town sees an outbreak in cases, you know, will state officials want to, to go back to kind of a statewide approach? Mm-hmm. How will they try to isolate it? How does that, what does that look like? I mean, there's obviously a lot of unknowns and we're obviously entering a situation that we've, we've never done before. Cassie, we've never closed down, our state like this because of a pandemic so we've never opened up reopened our state amidst a pandemic so right. there'll, there'll be a lot of a lot of questions to, to answer moving forward yeah and i would almost argue now it's even more important to keep a watchful eye over the data and mm-hmm. how the state is acting and how the virus is spreading more than it was before almost yeah well the governor continued to say at his presser at wednesday that he's going to let the data drive decision making and obviously they focused on hospitalizations but if we take him at his word then, then you're right that's that makes it even more imperative that we that we watch the data and see where the trends are going right yeah so um it'll be something i'm sure we're all gonna watch closely yeah well uh, cassie that story we referenced from uh, talking about Stitt's announcement on Wednesday is up at readfrontier.org, so I encourage listeners to go find that. Um, like we said earlier this week, we've we've moved the COVID-19 in Oklahoma podcast to a weekly episode on Mondays, but when big news on this front breaks, uh, you know, we'll definitely drop some emergency episodes, which we are, which we were doing today. Right, definitely. So I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Yeah. Well, Cassie, I will talk to you again for Monday's episode and less sooner. Thanks for your time. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm.